Hello everyone and welcome to the Color Point Podcast with me, your host Randy P. How are you all doing out there today? Hopefully everybody has enjoyed yesterday's uh, Black Friday event. Bought you, well, bought you all some things nice and that. I don't know why I said bought you, I don't know what that means, but yeah. Okay, today, well, today's been a weird one for me, generally, gah, and that's mainly to do with what's gone on at Arsenal, you know, yet again, if you don't Arsenal, football club, team I support, <sighs> do you know what I mean? I, I have to laugh about certain situations because I'm quite annoyed by what happens, you know, and it's just in a case where I've had a wash, I've tried to just calm down and I'm still not really about calm about the situation what's going on has just shaken me to my core to be honest that i'm starting to question a lot of things but we'll get into that when we get into the sports section just like to welcome obviously first time viewers people who are viewing the podcast for the first time obviously if i say something offensive it's just banter don't take it personally especially if it's probably at you you know don't take it personally. Love you, probably put in the comment section. You fucking idiot. Oh, fuck you, say that, you fucking cunt. That's fine. You know what I mean? I've been called worse. But, you know, in general terms, this is the first time. Strap yourself in. Probably with a strap on. But just take some time to enjoy what's about to happen because a lot of madness is going to happen on this podcast. This is never straightforward. So just letting you guys know that right now so you are in for that ride and know what it's about but obviously now we're going to jump straight into the general as we always do on the Claire Point podcast so obviously the general i got for you this week vegan man sues burger king for five million dollars for cross contamination so practically this was a story that came out i think from america obviously well obviously there was a talk of the beef was being cooked alongside, well, it wasn't beef, but the vegan meat, because generally it's vegan meat, was cooked with uh, burger fat, which was obviously meat fat, which kind of got this person a bit annoyed to sue the company for $5 million. Burger King obviously have come out and said they, have, they do have a microwave option for people. Maybe he didn't ask for this option, I don't know. But the problem is, uh, do they really cook it with beef fat? And that's something that I don't know. I mean, I've not really looked too much into the story from being completely honest. I saw it and I thought, well, there's something to kind of divulge and digest here. I mean, I can understand from their perspective if it gets cooked with beef fat. That's, you know, a bit wrong. We've had it here in the UK where we had that horse meat scandal here. And if you don't know what the horse meat scandal was, it was a big thing where burgers generally were made with horse meat and it wasn't actually made with 100% beef burger so that happened over there and some of you'd be like oh yeah it really did happen there that was a big story that happened back in the days I don't know what the year was don't ask me as I said my memory is like a goldfish sometimes so I don't know what the, the year was but I do know that that was something that happened it was a massive scandal certain people fired and uh, the product got taken out of the shelves very quickly. But then they got people wanting to try horse meat, you know what I mean? People were interested in what it was like and what it tasted like after a while. It was a much leaner meat, but that's still no excuse. You didn't really say what was on the packaging. But obviously back to, you know, this vegan burger, 
I get why the person's upset. They didn't be honest with what it was. They didn't tell him and say, hey, there's an option here. Maybe he wasn't made aware of that to the point where he'd do it. Because if it was, I'm sure he would have said, hey, put in the microwave for me, please. Jack, or whatever they would call him that. Jack, put in the microwave. Jill, put in the microwave. And then the person would have said, hey, who the fuck are you calling Jack or Jill, motherfucker? I ain't your Jack or Jill. Yeah, bitch. Yeah? I ain't no motherfucking Jack. Yeah, if you're gonna tell me shit, you're gonna talk to me the correct way, motherfucker. You know what I mean? Uh, sound like Tommy Egan there. If you know Tommy Egan, power, ghost, all of that. But, you know, it was just mad. So, in general terms, I can understand that person's frustration, as I said. The problem is, I don't know if that person was properly made aware that there was an option to put it in the microwave. Because obviously, if it was, they, Burger King wouldn't be sued right now. You know what I mean? They wouldn't be sued for a million dollars. Maybe this is just this person's way of obviously trying to claim money. You know, they haven't got money in the pocket. And they thought, hey, I was aware of what went down, but he, 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 I can make some ideas and put some plants and seeds and get something out of this. So maybe it's a hoax. They knew what went down. Shut up. They knew what went down. But obviously, it's the case of where they're trying to hoax it maybe i don't know there's different angles to this story you know which to the point where obviously if he wasn't properly made aware of what what the deal was then he has a right to sue but obviously if he knew about what was going down and he's just trying to just you know claim some sort of late insurance or something then obviously it's on his bad the jury will find out i guess we will find out what happens. I don't know if there's going to be any more story to this. We're going to find out and see. But obviously, that's my clear point on that. I can't really say for certain if this person is lying. But obviously, there are two sides to the story. So if they obviously lied about it, they're bad people. If obviously he was made aware of this, then he's an asshole. You know what I mean? He's just being... a, a purpose cunt and just trying to get out there and tell people hey you need to sort this out when clearly the options was made available to him and he's just trying to get money out of this situation but who knows i guess we will find out but that's my clear point on that one what do you guys think about the, this whole thing you can put your comments below or keep them to yourself and now obviously we're going to move on to the snack review Obviously, if you don't know about the snack review, check that out on the IG, which is at Randy Prizzle. That's two Zs, by the way, and the L-E at the end. So that's all on the IG, which is Instagram for people who don't know what IG means. We're going to jump straight into it with the Arizona Cowboy Cocktail Fruit Punch. So obviously, I tried this for the first time. They've been selling this in the shops in my area for quite a while. And I've never quite tried them because they've always been really pricey. They've always put them at like £2.50 or one of them prices or £2. I'm thinking that's really expensive for these kind of drinks, you know what I mean? That I could get something like a Lucozade for a pound, you know, a, a one litre Lucozade for a pound. Why would then I want to buy that if I can buy another drink, which is one litre for a pound and I'm spending £2 on this? But I think they shimmied the price down to about 150 And I thought, I've seen this before, but I never really picked it up. And I thought, let me pick it up. Let me give this one a chance. Yeah, we're going to have that this episode. People are going to interrupt. So 
this is the usual thing on the clear point it's random as hell and things happen so deal with it you know what i mean but uh back onto this arizona cowboy cocktail fruit punch for me generally buying it i felt and tasting it i felt it missed a trip for me i felt it didn't have what i required in terms of the taste in terms of the feeling what I kind of expected from it was like this real nice tropical punch thing that, you know, you squeezed all these juices from the islands and stuff like that. And what actually came from my taste buds was just Kool-Aid. So I was a little bit disappointed in that fact because I've seen this big bowl, Arizona, they painted the picture very nicely on the bottle of what it looks like. And then you open it and you taste it and you taste Kool-Aid. The disappointment. Do you know what I mean? And I've said this before, when you don't expect Kool-Aid, you tend to be a bit annoyed. You know what I mean? And I didn't expect Kool-Aid. I wanted something that had kind of real juice and real fruit in it, but it had that feeling of Kool-Aid. And I was kind of upset. So it kind of ticked me off in a way that it didn't have that feeling of like, oh, well, you know, this is supposed to taste like what I thought it would taste like and it didn't so I'm a bit pissed off here so then I was like consequences will never be the same yeah Jenny wasn't the same you know what I mean I kind of went to myself crikey you know what I mean they've really fooled me they fooled everything in terms of my taste buds it really was damn you know what I mean because I was like man you man just literally just literally just oh yeah you know i mean that's what you did to my insides by the way because my insides were expected to taste something that was pleasant that was nice that was something i could be like you oh you know what i mean that feeling of that warm fuzzy feeling inside instead i had that melting feeling of like no do you know what I mean so in that general case of the disappointment of what I thought would be is not what it was it's going to get a general rating of 6 because for that bottle for that price just for Kool-Aid no damn way so count me out of that not really going to purchase that again so yeah and we'll move on to the next snack review. Well, that actually was a drink, so don't get that confused. Snack review generally can mean drink as well, so I didn't write that there, but you get my drift. So let's move on to the next one, which was Noosk's Coppers. Noppers, I don't know, Coppers, Noppers, whatever. Um, yeah, obviously, pictures obviously again are on the IG. I couldn't read a word of this, so I, I think obviously it was in. Um, obviously a language from I, I personally don't know where but you know I, I suspect it's obviously Middle Eastern um, yeah what can I say about it it was really nice I, I kind of liked the flavours they put together I tasted like a crisp sort of like uh, rice krispies middle with a kind of marshmallow and then you kind of had a chocolate outside with a crunchy biscuit and it all really meshed well together so I've got to say, well done to Nawasks. I've never tried them before, um, these noppers. Um, 
and obviously they were quite pricey as well that i think there was like 85p for a bar which i think round about to people who obviously are not here from the uk probably about 60 60 something p or 60 something cents or whatever but yeah i genuinely wasn't deeply uh properly overly i'd say infused by the price but then when i bit into it i was like you know what for the price it was cool man yeah it was literally like you know i was feeling the vibes i was feeling the energy and everything that came from it it was like so you know it wasn't a yeah it was more like a oh it's mine it's mine it's a lie <laughs> you know what i mean i got that fuzzy feeling inside when i tried it so and it came together really well you know when you have that rice krispies thing and you have the chocolate and you have that crunch as well and the marshmallow effect too it was nice so it doesn't really fail in terms of where i'll put it as a low rating i'd give it quite a high one so generally for me it gets a very good rating of 7.9 and i think the reason why i'm not going to give it any higher i just felt it didn't have that thing that could have got it over the line for me in terms of the eight to the nine category it was good but i felt it needed something a bit more the bar was a bit too small for me i thought the bar could have been a bit bigger that's just my only critique on that and that's why it's just going to get a 7.9 for me but with that we're going to move on now to alpen light jaffa cake so obviously the alpen light jaffa cake came smaller packaging again around the atp price which again wasn't nice to hear you know when you see something around that price margin you tend to think this has got to taste the shit or it's just shit so in general terms i don't know why that came out like that i, I guess you know I, i've been caught doing something that i shouldn't be doing but yeah hey! yeah hey! yeah hey! yeah hey! um yeah <laughs> but um in general terms of uh up and light jaffa cake i had the taste of it it was what it was didn't really infuse me or enlighten me it it just put it in the mouth and it was what it was you know it didn't really taste like jaffa cake if i'm being honest as well it tasted more of just orange you know what i mean when you have jaffa cake it's supposed to taste orange chocolate together and it has that kind of mushy um texture but the texture of the orange is a lot more than the chocolate you're supposed to taste them both together oh with this bar i didn't taste them weird combination to mix with them upper light you know upper light has them little fucking bar things and these bar things are made of like rice crispy sort of like a texture and then you've got this it's a light sort of bar hence the name up and light and obviously you've got this like little drizzle of whatever they put on top i don't think it works if you're doing it as a light snack it doesn't work it needs to be a heavy snack the thing should have been coated with chocolate number one the thing should have had a whole layer of probably orange goo in the center so it made it taste more like a jaffa cake do you know what i mean so that's to me where i think they failed on that they failed to really chocolate it up on the top and then proper inside it with the crispies get some real like melty type of orangey sticky thing in the middle 
that would have made it more Jaffa cake like for me the presentation was poor on that I just thought they were with some bar and the bar just had a drizzle of honey on top and you could slight taste a hint of orange bad not good so for me that's where they failed um, that's why for me it doesn't get a real high rating it's gonna get a real low one and so for me it's more like a blow it up and start again because you know that one made me go you know what I mean because it was how I generally was confused by what was going on by the food uh, it didn't have me in that motion where I was like yo I'm ready for this you know yo I'm ready to ride for this it was like yo I want this to go away I want this to get absolutely deleted that's what I wanted it to do because it didn't have that effect for me that made me go inside <sighs> it made me have that effect of going get the fuck out of my face you know what I mean and that's just generally how I felt about it so for me the Jaffa cake gets nothing more than a 5 Joe, actually let me revise that I'm going to give it a 4 because I think it was that awful you know what I mean it, it tasted fair but it tasted more wafer fair in terms of where I wasn't expecting wafer but I got wafer so I'll give it a 4 and with that we'll move on to the next one was chicken tikka bites these were specially from Iceland and Iceland do a brand of these chicken tikka bites now obviously on my end I kind of like I would say on my end overcooked them slightly so they were a bit dry um, so for me generally I think my rating might be a bit weirded off but the parts I did try that wasn't dry was was okay um, as I said really difficult to judge this one because I did kind of overcook them slightly so um, in general terms it is what it is but you know it's more of a case of like you kind of have to just get over it and rate it and say well next time you could come again with a better rating this is just me talking to myself by the way it's not you guys but yeah chicken tikka bites man i mean it was a fail on my part to kind of obviously um let them get badly black well they weren't black but they were slightly overcooked I'm not saying they were black, they were black. <laughs> I don't know why I said black, they weren't, they weren't black at all. But, you know, <laughs> you know, it was just slightly overdone to the point where you couldn't taste the genuine soft vibes of chicken. You taste more of like a hardish sort of vibe. It was slightly on the crunchier side rather than the soft, you know, biting and it kind of disintegrates in your mouth very smoothly in that. So, um, yeah um in general tasted okay um nothing i really was properly i guess excited by i think if i probably was excited by it would have been doubly or triply coated i think they only singly coated it which was to the point which was quite annoying for me because i wanted it to be doubly coated you know when you get that double effect and it tastes so nice and you're like you, you could taste the flavours all the way through the chicken 
I couldn't taste that. I can only really taste it slightly on the outside. So, in general, for me, I'm gonna give that one a 6.5. And that's it for the chicken tikka bites. We're gonna move on to the cheesy chicken nachos. Uh, sorry if I sound a bit hazy as well. I'm coming down a bit with a cold too, you know. My nose is a bit blocked as well, so you know, <laughs> but it's my fault, I've been playing out of the rain, football and all that, you know how it is, but yeah, let's move on, cheesy chicken nachos, <sighs> cheesy chicken nachos, O-M-G, yeah man, when I opened it up and I put it inside, I expected something that was going to hit me, that was going to make me go, wow, Instead of baby go, no, 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 baby say no, 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 and I say no, 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 not saying yes, 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 just say no, 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 no. Get out of here! You know what I mean? So that was kind of the feeling I got from it. You know, I wasn't really excited when I tried it. Um, I kind of bought it from my son as I said same place where I got the chicken tikka bites all the pictures are on IG it just didn't have that feeling for me and I said listen if they put nachos in it like you know actual tortilla chips and cheese they would score real big points for me it was nice that they put tortilla chips it was kind of on the outside of tortilla chips the inside was chicken uh, obviously you know and the outside I just didn't taste much cheese and for me, that was the problem. If you're going to come out on a package and say cheesy chicken nachos, you need to taste cheese. The cheese needs to be overloaded, that shit. For me, it wasn't cheesy. It was just a slight hint. And then you got chicken with some crumbly bits of, you know, whatever it was, tortilla chips on top. That was the thing that was a bit annoying for me because I expected it to bang. And when I mean bang, I mean, you know, do the ting. When I mean do the ting, I mean Idris Elba. I came the rap, you know, do my ting, put it on the track, you know, remix ting. Uchai Wally with the Patina flow, Godfather part two, call me the Nero. But anyways, that was just, yeah, I just meant like do the ting. That's all. I got carried away as usual. But yeah, in general terms, it was a disappointment for me. I wanted this thing to really hit me with the rhythm stick. Hit me, hit me, hit me, baby, hit me. And it just didn't hit me. Instead, it failed. You know what I mean? They gave a weak slap, a slap that was just with like, I guess, one finger, but a weak one finger. The song goes, and it was just like a little tap. You know, it wasn't a proper like, psh, they got me like knocked out. You know what I mean? It was more of this weak little pussy clarty thing. But anyways, it wasn't what I wanted. So, in general terms, it failed. So, and it didn't hit the spots. It missed a lot of that cheese, man. I was just looking to see the gooey inside of the cheese when you pull it apart and the cheese goes, you know, does that melting thing, you know, as you do the pizza thing, you know, when you put it on the pizza and that, and you pull it apart and it does the, you know what I mean? That's what I was expecting. And I didn't see that. And that was the gutting thing about it. You know what I mean? And altogether it didn't it didn't blend well. There was not enough cheese. There was not enough tortilla chips on that. You didn't get the crunch as well. You, you there was more breadcrumb than rather than more tortilla. 
So in general terms, this rating is going to get a 6 from me. Bit of disappointment. The chicken was fine other than that, but apart from that, everything else kind of sucked. So 6 for me. We're going to move on to the next one, which is Innocent Bolt from the Blue. Obviously this one was mixed with all kind of... Uh, all kind of juice inside. Uh, couldn't really tell you much what it was. I think it was coconut, water, and I think that was guava. I think that was apple as well. I think lime might have been in there too, but I'm not too sure. Um, in general terms, I thought the flavors for me meshed in quite well. I know, obviously, speaking to one of my man's Skytopian Justice, big up Sky, he obviously he put on the Randy Prizzle page that. Uh, he tried it before and he wasn't feeding it. Cheers for the feedback. Um, but for me, I I, I liked it. I, I thought it kind of went well together in terms of like, my taste buds went, mm, ah, you know what I mean? Because when you have like that coconut mixed with guava, you have them two sort of things that kind of come well together, exotic fruits. But when you have the exotic fruits base and you have something like apple and lime, it adds a different texture to it, a different dimension. And I had something that was like, it was like a sweet sort of sharp vibe, but more of a sharp undercut, you know, to it. It was really nice, you know what I mean? I couldn't really say too much about it in general terms of where it failed because for me I thought it hit the right spots in terms of where the coconut kind of complemented the guava and then it had the apple in there too and then I think it was the lime I'm not sure if it was lime but it had them all and they blended really well together do you know what I mean you could taste individually what the fruit was doing to the whole bolt from a blue as a package so for that that alone for me has got a score quite high so I'm going to give it an 8 out of 10 so that's what bolt from the blue is going to get for me at 8 out of 10. We're going to move on now to For Goodness Shakes Protein Chocolate Protein Shake. So I bought this obviously yesterday. Um, this is not on the Randy Prizzle page, by the way. It probably will be on there later so you guys can see the packaging, what it looks like. It's just a blue bottle. Uh, and this is the first time I've ever tried protein shake. I've never had protein shake before. I, I don't really douse in them sort of things, you know. I'm not even, I don't even gym much anymore. So, you know, my thing is, I kind of picked up because it was a pound. This was usually like two pound something pence. And I'm like, why is it two pound something pence for like, I think it's now like a 500, 500 milliliter bowl. You know what I mean? Ridiculous. But in genuine terms, um, if I remembered the flavor, which I kind of do remember, obviously it's chocolate. So, you could kind of taste a bit of the whey uh, powder in there, which is not nice, <laughs> you know what I mean? Sometimes when you taste too much of that whey powder, it can, it's not a good feeling. Um, this is why I don't like protein shakes much. And uh, this one was generally okay, but it didn't really hit me. Um, the chocolate kind of complemented the whey in general terms. It didn't really let the whey out a lot but it wasn't something I was deeply interested in. When you get these things at protein shakes, a lot of the flavor, I think for me, tends to be quite lost. You know what I mean? You tend to taste more the powder rather than, you know, the, whatever the flavor is. So for me, it did its job in a way, but I wasn't overly impressed by it. So on that reason, 
protein shake for me is going to get uh, let's give it a 6.7 for that so 6.7 for the protein shake we're going to move on obviously talk tango tropical sugar free and obviously this one i you see the video of it i put it on the randy prizzle page which i think is on facebook now and it's also on twitter i think it may be on twitter i think it is on twitter as well so you can find that there i obviously bought this yesterday night and i've still got it here by the way i haven't really fully dusted in it let's take another sip Listen, I think when I saw the sugar-free on the can, I was a bit worried. I thought this might not be something that potentially could be good. But it, to my surprise, it's it's nice. It, it has that warm, fuzzy feeling when you drink it. And that's what you want from a drink, you know. It doesn't have the fizz compliments, the taste, if you understand me. And when you've tried Tango, Tango bangs. Tango actually has that tang. It has that poo tang. If you understand what I mean, that tang of all tang. It has the tongue tang twisting all that shit. Do you know what I mean? And it made me go yo, 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 yo. You know what I mean? Tango made me want to go yo. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't know what much to say to that, but yeah. I was feeling it, do you know what I mean? And I'm still feeling it. It was really nice. Uh, being up to cost cutters for selling it there because that was the first place I've seen it because I never came across it before until I saw it in cost cars. Not in my ends, but it was kind of like 10 minutes down the road for me. So I don't usually go to the one down the road for me. I go to the one that's kind of just around the corner for me, two minutes away, around by the, by the station and that. So it was a bit like, yo, you know, but... Tango Tropical Bangs for me, man. I like it. You know what I mean? It had that vibe. It had that flavor. It had that connection. It had that juice. It had to be wanting more. So, obviously, I've taken sips of it, but I really want to guzzle the whole thing down. You know what I mean? Like, it's 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 nice. You know what I mean? I'm going to have another sip. <laughs> it's just, ah, oh, that tang. When that tang hits... And, and it complements the tropical. Oh, it's just lovely, man. It's it's nice. It's really cool. It's just, uh, yo, <laughs> I'm telling you, go and buy this, guys. I, I recommend it. Even though it's, like, sugar-free, you wonder what it would have tasted like with the sugar in it. Like, I know people say sugar-free in this, it has sugar in it. They're just, like, it's just, you know, they've taken off um, more of the kind of... Um, sugar they've put the artificial one inside but you know in general terms this is cool i like it oh man it hits that sweet spot and when it hits that sweet spot it, you just tend to want to keep drinking you just don't want to stop you know what i mean and that's the vibe i get from this drink i absolutely like it i like it a lot so for me, this Tango Tropical Sugar Free gets a great rating of 8.8. .8. I think obviously I would love to taste it where it's like sugar with sugar. They need to put a, 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 sh a sugar one out there because I need to try it when it tastes like with sugar in it. But this right now, it, it, it's hitting the spot. 
I like it. So yeah, 8.8. But yeah, what do you guys think of all the snacks I reviewed? Uh, have you tried them? Do you want to try them? Have I interested you in trying some of these snacks? You can put your comments below or keep them to yourself. With that now, obviously we're going to move on now to talk TV shows, cinema. So obviously, well, I got for you guys today. Went to go and see Twenty One Bridges, obviously featuring Chadwick Boseman. Um, the film was a good film, as I said. For me, it generally surprised me in what it did. But you could check out more of my thoughts on the one minute, kind of over the minute review on the breakpoint featuring my man Nadif. Big up Nadif again for. Uh, coming down and checking out the film alongside me and featuring on the breakpoint too so big up to my man Nadif uh, yeah as I said links to probably his uh, channel and stuff well not channel he doesn't really have a channel yeah that I know of if you do Nadif let me know but you know to his uh, Instagram page I should give you the links very very soon hopefully uh and get you guys uh checking his page out too because he does a lot of art so big up to Nadif so yeah but anyways on to the 21 bridges I'm gonna do the four points as usual what I liked about what I disliked um what I could have done differently and uh, if I was the main character what I would have done so those are usually the four points so we get straight into it what I liked about the film was the surprise elements um I didn't expect certain things to happen in the film and certain things did happen. I don't want to spoil things too much for people. I want you to go and check it out because it's a new film. If it was a film that was obviously out like a week or I guess two, three weeks down the line, then I would have given you a lot of spoilers. But I want you to go and check it out for yourself. But at the same time, there were certain things I didn't expect in the film that happened. So that for me was the reason why I liked it in general terms. I liked also Chadwick Boseman's acting. I think Chadwick Boseman is a good actor, and you can see from the way he portrays the character as well. You know, I mean, he does well in his uh, scenes where he has to do the tough spots, and he does well in the scenes where he has to do the comedic value in terms of like. So he does really well. He's a good actor. We've seen him in Black Panther, we've seen him in a couple of movies he's done before. So, really criminally underrated actor for me, generally. Um, and it's hard to believe he's 40 something years old. You know, I mean, I, I didn't know that. And when I found out, I was like, whoa. But, you know, incredible, man. Uh, what I didn't like about it, <sighs> this is hard because there was nothing really I didn't really not like about the film. For me, the surprise element was there, which is probably something I probably would have liked to have seen in the film. The fact that. Uh, his character had many layers to him as well, was something I liked. The fact that it wasn't just predictable as well was something I liked as well. So there wasn't really something I disliked about it. Maybe it could have been longer, do you know what I mean? I probably think maybe the parts towards the end, the kind of revealing parts, probably could have been a bit stretched out a bit more to find out more. Maybe there could have been a chase or something else more that could happen along the line. So then that could have really raised the rating up for me. But in general terms, it was a really, really good film. So uh, I can't really fault it in terms of that. But if I was going to make a bad point, I would have liked it probably to have been a bit longer the last parts. Stretched out a bit more to explain, you know, the revealing parts and all that. So um, if... I was 
no if yeah if I was the writer so what would I have done differently make it longer <laughs> that's kind of what I just said so yeah make it longer um, not really much to add to that one um, if I was the main character how would I have dealt with the situation at hand I probably would have died <laughs> I'm going to be real with you I, I don't think I would have been able to do what he did in terms of you know being a cop getting around and dealing with what sort of things that was happening um, I probably would have got shot and I would have got killed so yeah end of that <laughs> grim as it is but I feel like I wouldn't have been able to survive the onslaught you know of what was happening and there was a lot of gunplay and a lot of you know moving out of the way dodging things so I wouldn't have been able to do that and I give his character credit for doing that because there was a certain level of skill I mean if it was me I personally would have yeah you got to find out who the bad guy is I maybe would have shied away from like some things that the character was doing I probably would have tried to make excuses like oh one you get someone else in the case or something people say oh you pussy it out but you know you, you generally think about getting shot and who these people could be professionals and they're shot in eight cops and stuff like that sorry to ruin a bit of it for you but they did shoot eight cops and you kind of then start to shit yourself think fuck that could have been me lying in the body bag so I would have tried to probably look to kind of bail out of it you know and say well get someone else on the job I'm uh, done today so yeah uh, that's me done and as soon as I checked the thing now I would have faked an illness or something <laughs> oh man yeah people said man you fucking pussy but yeah you know what I mean it, that's the way you survive you be a bit of a bitch sometimes but you survive that way but yeah whatever but anyways let's move on let's uh, get straight into now my man Sheku with the multi point this week what's the word featuring him abstract Let's get straight on to it. Now he says, crazy how so many people say they've never heard of this game. And there's obviously pictures of uh, snakes and ladders. Yeah. Snakes and ladders, right? Yeah. So chutes, chutes and ladders is called. Oh, yeah, um, yeah I've, I've not heard. I mean, we play snakes and ladders here. I've never heard of chutes. I mean, uh, what the fuck is a chute? But yeah, you know yeah uh i guess it's our ver their version of snakes and ladders yeah we've played it many times so yeah we know about it over here in the uk um i don't know about no chutes so yeah but we move on to the next one he's retweeted what gucci man said nobody cares work harder which is right <laughs> you know you've got to work harder because no one actually cares and i bet you know to the five people who've listening to this big up to yourselves uh, it only motivates me to just keep doing what I do and keep saying what I say. And if people don't like me, yeah, as is he next retweeted, they don't take me seriously. Yeah, fine, they don't take me seriously. It is what it is. Do you know what I mean? I don't take myself seriously at times, you know. But when it comes to the important things, when it comes to like, if someone is something happened somewhere, like some natural disaster, then you're gonna get me being, you know proper sentimental and hearts are and condolences that would happen you know what i mean i can't you can't fake things like that you can't be banter about this sort of thing so you know that's just when it's real it's real you know what i mean and what i say is generally like i ban off for, for a living this is why generally i ban on my sister i ban with everyone so 
I, I don't lie and I don't try to pretend to be something I'm not because I'm not, you know, I can't lie. <laughs> you know, I'm like, lie, lie. I can't lie. I mean, I can hide certain information about, you know, my personal life to you because I don't want to let you know everything. I mean, come on now. Who put everything about their personal life out there? Unless you want to literally look like a plank. But, you know. But anyways, next thing he said, sleep, nah. I mean, you do need sleep. So, I, I, listen, I'm going to say to you, abstract, okay, Sheku, get some sleep. You need sleep, bruv. Otherwise, your mind is not going to keep generating and you're going to kill yourself. So, that's just me telling you, get to bed. Next one, he says, why do I even have a phone? 200 plus contacts. I don't call. I don't even like people. <laughs> it's just that thing. Like, you know, um, they could be useful down the line purchasing shirts and things because obviously he has a shirt line so you know maybe but for me i i've I, i've cancelled most of my people's on my contact list you know i used to have i used to be that person who used to collect them and i'm like why do i have all these people on there like you know the people that need to be on there is the peri peri chicken shop man down the road because that's where i get my food from do you know what i mean my family obviously do you know what I mean? And the friends that I generally care about. You know what I mean? Or the people that call me and care about me and all that. If you don't do neither of those, why are you on my phone list? You need to get yourself deleted. So, you know, that's just me generally put that in out there. And I agree with that, you know. Okay, he says 11, 27, 19, which obviously in the US means the, they do the month first and then the day and then the year. Which means we do it the opposite, which is the day, the month, the year. So it'll be the 27th, 11th, 19th is Black Wednesday, 24 hours. So on his shirts. So as I said, purchase yourself one, which is at Artificial Stuff, which you can follow him at Twitter and on Twitter on. And uh, yeah, keep uh, looking at that and get yourself one of his shirts. So let's move on to the next thing he said. You got two dicks on your chest, bro. That's what I think. So obviously there's a new tattoo that a guy put out, which is obviously very graphic. Two big porn images on there with obviously a woman getting banged out and a girl giving a guy a blowjob. So, and that was him tattooing that. He's got those tattoos on his chest, crazy, literally. I would retweet that to my page, but yo, know, you've got to just look at what I like to come and see that. It's, it's graphic. I'm going to put that out there as graphic. But some of you know what it is. You know what it is. Yeah, it, it's mad. <laughs> but it's just, just leave it as that. I mean, it's, it's crazy the things people would do for. I guess it's a clout. Would you call this clout? I don't know. But I guess it's clout in some ways. You want to look cool, so you try something different. Uh, fail. That's what I think about it. But yeah, moving on to the next one. He said, "Seems like for every two things I cross off to my do my to do list, five more get added. But that Loki means more bags. I can I, I more bags. Sorry, let me read this one again. Let me start again. Sorry, I fucked that up." Seems like for every two things I cross off to do my to-do list, five more get added, but that low-key means more bags get added. I can't trip. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't really have a to-do list, to be honest. I mean, I that's why I don't. I just go with the flow. 
and see what happens next. You know what I mean? Like this whole 12 days of Xmas thing podcast I've got coming out. I haven't got a script for it. I'm going to freestyle with with some of my peoples who come on and we're just going to talk. We're going to talk about the events of Christmas, what happens, music. Yeah, everything to do with what the podcast is, TV shows and that. So, you know, it's kind of seared into my brain what I probably would discuss, but I don't have a reel to do this. So that's just me putting that out there. Next one. The only way to eat a steak, thank you and good night, and this steak is raw. It's red raw. It's, it's, oh, gosh. Like, I, I can't eat steak that's like... Uh, that's that's generally rare. That's not even properly cooked, and there's blood on the plate. Oh my word! And <laughs> literally, the person he retweeted said, "That's the heart John Q. Son needed." Well, man, I don't know how people could eat. This is what you could say. Well, animals eat it like that, but we're not animals, so I don't understand why people eat it like that. You know, this is mad. But yeah. Just get straight onto it uh, in terms of where you guys can obviously follow his page, which is at Josh Sheku. You can obviously follow him as well at artificialstuff.bigcartel.com and purchase yourself a shirt of his. Obviously, the links are below as well, so you can find them down below. So, yeah, you know what I mean? All right, let's just go into one more. So, it said Jackie Harry can get the coins knocked out her pussy on me. And then she put, you promised. <laughs> well, hey, well. <laughs> hey, good talk. Well, that was obviously what's the words from my man, Abstract. Now, obviously, we're going to move on to talk sports. But before we get into the, the news of what happened today, we're just going to jump into what's been happening around the world of sport in recent week, the week happening. So, yeah. Luis Enrique has returned now to manage Spain. It's good to see him back. Obviously, the issues of what happened, and condolences to him for obviously losing his daughter. For him to return back to management is cool. And uh, good luck to him and good luck to Spain. We're on to the next one. Tottenham fire out Maurizio Pochettino. Uh, crazy to think that, you know, they were just in a final four or five months ago and they got he got into their best ever like position in a European final and you know and you know their best ever position in on them finishing second or third was it? I can't remember but this I don't really follow much what Tottenham do. But I think it was harsh. Do you know what I mean? And people saying to me, would I take him at Arsenal? And I'm saying to them, if we do get rid of Emery. Yes, I would. You know what I mean? I would because he's a manager that can play some real uh, promising attacking football. Um, not just because obviously it's pissed all the fans off, but obviously I'd like him for those reasons as well. <laughs> you know, free game in, it's another Sol Campbell. You know, so that's going to be a nice little lit under the fire to them boys over there. <laughs> hey, well, you know, like it, it was. For me, it was really hard to fire him. I think he took Tottenham as far as he could take them. And when you have a manager, well, sorry, not a manager, when you have a chairman as Daniel Levy, who I guess is not going to put anything much into the squad in terms of like getting them better and stuff, then, you know, it, 
you, I guess it falls wide away from what the, the deal was, but you got to look at it and you got to say as a whole, I think Tottenham have messed this one up here, but generally I think the results were going against him as well, but he couldn't do as worst of what Man United and us were doing. You know, I think generally he could have turned things around in terms of the football he was playing and stuff. I think it was a bit, you know, weird. But then saying that, within 10 hours of firing him, they're going to hire Jose Mourinho as their new manager. Now, you know Jose Mourinho, you know, he's called Arsenal specialist in failure and uh, he's this star club. And we were linked to him, I heard rumours of that. Thank goodness we didn't get him, to be honest. And I've said I don't want Mourinho at this club and thank goodness Tottenham got him. I mean, listen, he's obviously going to, go there and fix things and get them playing some real negative football which I love to see and enjoy personally but we're doing that ourselves so you know it's the case of where um, tip for tap like for like and I think if we're going to play each other it's probably going to be a draw you know because we're both just going to sit back and just play some pragmatic football you know so in general terms you know it's good for Tottenham I guess that them hiring Mourinho he's won things wherever he's gone I just hope he doesn't win anything for them and he fails and they get relegated that's just my my end things on that so we're going to move on now to obviously talk now the weekend results obviously what happened in the Premier League today which obviously was a mad one so let's get straight into that West Ham well, let's do the voice so let's, let's get the voice down do, do the voice so the Premier League, Saturday, 23rd November. West Ham 2, Tottenham 3. Arsenal 2, Southampton 2. Bournemouth 1, Wolves 2. Brighton 0, Leicester 2. Crystal Palace 1, Liverpool 2. Everton 0, Norwich 2. Watford 0, Burnley 3. Man City 2, Chelsea 1. I mean, obviously, shock results of the day. Arsenal drawing at home. Fucking hell, Arsenal, man. What the fuck? Seriously? <sighs> I mean, you know, not real much surprises here, apart from Everton losing at home to Norwich. That, that's mad. I think Marco Silva could be getting his P45 very soon, if he's not being careful. Man City being Chelsea, obviously, game of the weekend, you know. you got to say, you know, was a, an affair that uh, I thought Man City was going to win, and I know it was going to be really tight, but you got to say, in a way, big up to Chelsea for going there and kind of like trying to, I guess, stop Man City putting five or six past them, so... But it was what it was. But obviously disappointing for us Arsenal fans, if you're an Arsenal fan. Liverpool winning, standards for them. They still stay at the top of the league. And unfortunately for them, to no extent, I think they would have hoped City had dropped points, but City didn't. Now we go on to the Arsenal game. What is there for me to say about this game other than fucking shit? You know what I mean? Like, literally, we had to wait, I think, until the 90th minute for Lacazette to rescue a point for us at home to Southampton. (laughs) 
I mean, I kind of ranted about this earlier when I saw it. I was ranting to myself, which made me, which you generally think I've lost my fucking mind. But this is what fucking Arsenal will do to me. Do you know what I mean? In general terms, we thought things were getting better when we were signing someone like Unai Emery. And you tend to see this pattern of this pragmatic football that doesn't tend to get us results. And you tend to think to yourself, Unai, change this thing around. Like, why are you still stuck in this era where you think this is acceptable to continue playing this type of football that right now is not getting you any browning points that people are getting pissed off at you by because you continuously play this negative style of football. I just don't get it. And it's got me saying to myself, I understand why a lot of people want you out. I understand that. It's just in the case now where I'm not going to scream for you to, I'd hope you turn this around, but you're not helping yourself, Unai Emery. You really are not. When you come out and you play this negative football, how do you expect the fans to react? To welcome you with open arms? To go, hey Unai, you're doing a great job? No, of course they're going to be pissed off. Of course they're going to be angry. Especially when they come out the stadium and they've seen results like that. We're at home to Southampton. No offence to Southampton, but they're like near the foot of the table. We're at home to them. They've not won away, I think, this year so far I don't know if this this year but so far in the Premier League I don't think they've won away we are the first team to nearly let them go and do that we had to rescue a point how embarrassing is that uh, come on Unai Emery like seriously man you have to question what you are doing what you are telling these people in training what are you doing like you need to stop playing this pragmatic football because it's not working like we all can fucking see it Everyone could see this shit is not working, but you still stay stubborn. This is what led to Wenger's downfall. And this is probably the same thing that may may end up happening to you because you decide to stick with something that is not changing. You need to change this shit around, my friend. Stop being with this pragmatic bullshit because people don't want to see this anymore. You need to start growing a pair of balls and making them decisions that you know went us 21 league games are beaten because clearly we're not seeing that anymore and we're starting to say hey what is this manager doing why is this manager right now not trying to sort things out not trying to you know turn things around because generally it feels like you're just trying to come here and sabotage things you're generally on here on a mission to sabotage you know what i mean to cost us games and stuff like that we just, I, I'm just, I, I don't know what to, to say, man. Like, what more is there to say? What more can I say about this? Like, generally, like, uh, do you know what I mean? I just feel like you're coming out on a sabotage mission now. That's what I feel like. Because I'm just looking at it, thinking to myself, if you generally really came here to turn things around at Arsenal, you, you know, you would want to come and, 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 and hopefully turn it around and see what's, what's going to go down and stuff. But you, you, you haven't. And what more is there to say? What more can I say? Huh? I can't defend what you're doing because I'm looking at it and I'm starting to get a bit annoyed by what I'm seeing as well. I can't defend it. You just can't. So I just don't know what to do anymore. 
I'm just like, you need to turn this around. I still say I would want to give you a chance towards the end of the season. But if we're near the foot of the table by Christmas and stuff like that, serious questions need to be asked. Where are you going to take this forward if you're in the relegation? How then are you going to turn this around and get us into the top four? If you're near the foot of the table by Christmas, I think they have to, to call a decision and get you out. But I want you to turn this around, but you're not helping yourself, Unai Emery. You really are not. Like, what the fuck is there to say? What can, What is there to do? Like, you clearly see this shit ain't working. Why haven't you tried to change it? I don't get it. I just don't fucking get it. But you know what? If you want to shoot yourself in the foot, go ahead. But I just feel you're on a sabotage mission right now. That's how I feel. Do you know what I mean? But, yeah. I feel if you've come here to prove a point of why we fired Wengar, then you're a fucking idiot. Do you know what I mean? If you've come here to prove a point or you're, you know, a Tottenham fan in disguise and you came here to really mess things up for us, you are an absolute asshole. You know what I mean? There's no more to say to that, Unai. You need to sort this shit out or you need to fuck off. Do you know what I mean? And that's just me being blatantly honest with you. If we're at the foot of the table by Christmas, but after Christmas, you probably need to go. Do you know what I mean? Because I said I will give you a chance towards the end of the season. I want to see you turn this thing around. Because I don't believe in just sacking managers after one and after another and after another. I want you to try and turn this around. But with the way you're playing and the, and the style you're doing it in, it's just not acceptable. You can't be drawing at home to teams like that. It's not cool, Unai. You need to sort this shit out. Yeah? Sort it out. Sort it out, man. Come on. Stop being an asshole. Sort this shit out. Otherwise, leave. As the JoJo song said, get out right now. It's the end of you and me. But you, it was never you and me in the general terms. It was just you and the board and, and all of that. But sort it out, Unai. Seriously, man. But anyways, let's move on to, to then. Now, the part where I predict, obviously what's going to happen in the rest of the the results over the weekend and on Monday as well. So, Sunday, 24th November, Sheffield United versus Man United. Now, obviously, who I think is going to win this one? Man United. I think Man United are going to beat Sheffield United. I'm going to go 2-1 United. I feel Sheffield will be hard to beat at home. But United will have just a bit more in the locker just to get something over the, the line. Somehow, I just see Man United getting something over the line. Even though it might be a late goal or something, United will probably edge it just. So that's my prediction for that one. Monday, 25th November, Aston Villa versus Newcastle. 8 pm kickoff. We'll see this is a late one. Um, Villa, Newcastle. Newcastle, I don't know. They've been a bit iffy. Villa as well have been a bit the same. Villa fans will be up for this one. Um, yeah, I think it's going to be quite tight. I'm going to go 1-1 with this one. So Aston Villa 1, Newcastle 1. I'm going to go 1-1 on that one. So that's my predictions for Monday and Sunday's games. But what are your predictions? You could put your comments below. Or you could keep them to yourself. And with that, obviously, we'll move forward now 
to talk wrestling. Yeah. Obviously, <laughs> yeah, we got NXT War Games. That's going to happen literally in about two hours or something for when this podcast goes up. So I'm trying to beat that time and obviously get my uh, you know predictions up very quickly. But before that, I just wanted to touch on the Shield. It's been seven years, I think, since their debut in WWE. And you kind of tend to think to yourself, who has had the best and the best impact of all three of them? You see, Roman's been like a three-time WWE champion. Uh, Seth's been about three as well, I think. I can't recall. Uh, Dean Ambrose now is now John Moxley and is now an AEW. For me personally, who has had the better? Um, you kind of look at it and you tend to say, if I had to be pit between Seth and Roman, who's had the better go of being the man, you kind of have to say Seth Rollins. I mean, obviously Roman, they've backed Roman to the moon and back. But then Roman did win the Royal Rumble, Roman did, you know, uh, it's it's difficult that one. But I think I'm going to have to go with Seth. Seth is currently the main man right now. And I think it's been kind of consistent with Seth, him being in and around pictures of, listen, it's starting to be a bit draining on the parts of just Seth Rollins being in our face, in our screen. I'm getting sick of him as well. Do you know what I mean? And at the start, I never thought I'd say Seth Rollins would be the guy I'd get sick of, but I think it's all this business of just him overselling things and him just being very cringy. Promos have not been great as well. Um, I think he's lost a bit of his edge as well. You know what I mean? The factor that really got Seth to the top is the factor I think that's bringing him down now. I think Seth really needs to look at himself. I would say you need to stop with these cheesy promos and stop getting at people on Twitter as well. He called out CM Punk, he's called out a number of people and he continues to be in denial of what AEW are doing and the fact that AEW are, uh, are a rival and he says he's the best in the world he, he says these things that you're like Seth stop stop Seth stop digging yourself into a hole and he continues doing that you know he's become the Roman Reigns and Roman Reigns literally has become him I think they've literally switched roles do you know what I mean in general terms I don't actually mind Roman Reigns now I think Roman, like, I'm not saying I like him, but I don't dislike him. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't cheer for him, but at the same time, I won't boo him either. Yet, <laughs> you know, if he does something that will piss me off, obviously I'd boo him. But you know, I don't boo him yet. You know what I mean? But it is to the point where he's taken a backseat. He's fighting people more. It's that more pragmatic Roman that I like to see. Listen, don't always put him in the title picture put him out let him have a fight whatever kick some ass do all that just keep him away don't give him tile opportunities after tile opportunities after tile opportunities and I think they've done a good job when he came back 
because the, the thing is, I thought they were going to throw him straight into the title picture. Roman's come back. Roman didn't win his title. So Roman's going to go straight into the title picture. And they haven't done that. So it's a credit to them that they haven't done that. Because that would have instantly made us hate him again. Do you know what I mean? And I think with the whole thing, with the whole cancer issue, we respected, obviously, that. And we, we wanted him to, obviously, get better in that and come back and, you know, perform again. And I think it's kind of stayed that way to the point where they've not forced him down our throats again. They've just given time for his character to build up again, which I think has been a good, good work by them. You know what I mean? I think obviously right now he's going in the more forward direction. Even though Seth Rollins, weirdly enough, is, you know, was the champ at a point, I was rooting for The Fiend to beat him because I was sick of Seth Rollins beating Braun Strowman, beating Brock Lesnar. Men that are bigger than you, that could tear you apart. He's beating all these guys and he's like, I beat the monster, I beat him. You know what I mean? I beat the beast. I could take out anyone else. And then when the whole incident that happened with uh, Bray Wyatt, you know, when they had that fight and then he used the toolbox and then they disqualified him for hitting him. What was it? With a, I can't remember, what was the item again that got us all pissed off? Was it a hammer or something? I've forgotten because it was that shit. But literally, just to the point where it pissed us all off and we're thinking to ourselves, how the fuck can you get, you know, disqualified for using an item like that in Hell in a Cell is beyond me. But it's to the thing where it's turned people against Seth Rollins. I feel now Roman Reigns is in the driving seat. But I think only on WWE, Roman Reigns is in the driving seat right now. But if we're talking wrestling-wise, Dean Ambrose, well, aka John Moxley, is the man in front. Did you see that match with Kenny Omega? I'm going to ask you guys that. Did you see that? Did you see the carnage that happened? That was amazing for me. For me, I loved it because that was John Moxley's best. They let him have creative control on that. They let him go out there and have a brilliant match with Kenny Omega. And if you didn't obviously catch it, it was AEW's uh, last pay-per-view event. I've, I've got this fucking... Yeah, Full Gear. It's AEW's last pay-per-view event, Full Gear. Obviously, people say, oh, why didn't you do a pre preview and predictions for that? I put it all on Twitter. So I thought, if I put it out there, I don't need to put it out anymore else. If you want to see what I said, go and check it out on the Twitter thing. It's all there. As I said, at Randy underscore V underscore Prizzle. Check that out. You scroll down, you'll find it. It's all there. I didn't really need to go back and start doing a review and the predictions when I've already put that out there. So... I enjoyed the match. I found it incredible. It was a fantastic showing by them to show what AEW can do. And I think the fact that they went and done something that was OTT shows to me exactly that AEW are willing to take risks, are willing to push the boundaries. But you look at a man like Moxley right now, winning. You've had an incredible match with Kenny Omega. Do you know what I mean? You're now on the front foot. People want to see more what you're going to do now. People are seeing this and they're going, my word, we kind of slept on what Moxley was doing. And WWE didn't really let Moxley have the time to do what Moxley wanted to do. So Moxley 
has gone over to a company and they've given him time. They've given him that control to say, hey, go out there and have a match and destroy things and put on a great show the fans are going to enjoy. And that's exactly what they did. So you know what? Big up to AEW. Big up to Moxley. Because that was fantastic. If you're going to ask me right now who's winning, it's John Moxley. If you're going to ask me from a WWE perspective who's winning, it's Roman Reigns. And that's all I've got to say now. Anyways, we're going to move on now to talk NXT War Games. I mean, Mark, just to touch more on the Shield, finally, they made their own pact. You know what I mean? I would have liked to see them um, potentially be as bigger as they were, but they did what they had to do. And uh, i got to give the Shield credit. i got to give the people credit who put them together. I probably would have liked to have seen probably down the line more members of the Shield. Just personally for an invasion, personally for a proper takeover. But the three of them really set a trend. You know, in terms of like the new age factions coming together. Congratulations to the work they've done. And yeah. Obviously now NXT War Games predictions. Man, my throat is going. Yeah, my throat is absolutely going, <laughs> and I can feel it like slowly diminishing. <laughs> but yeah, I'm gonna try and talk. My voice is starting to leave me, so um, this is weird. And I think this is—I think obviously the Arsenal thing definitely destroyed. But it got my vocal cords a bit like yo, I'm done. <laughs> but let's jump straight into war games. Obviously, the pre-show. Isaiah Swerve Scott versus Angel Gaza. Now, this should be a good match. For me, who do I think is going to win this one? Uh, hmm. This is going to be an interesting one. Because these two guys, high flyers, know how to tear it down. Man. to go on who I'm going to go with Isaiah Swell Scott I just feel he may have the edge so I'm going to go with him the next match Pete Dunne versus Damian Priest versus Killian Dane the winner will face NXT champion Adam Cole at Survivor Series which is weird for me to have the winner face Adam Cole at Survivor Series but whatever um who do I think is going to win this? I think Pete Dunn's going to win. I'm going to go with Pete Dunn. Um, for the purposely feeling, I think they need to have a face. Face Adam Cole. Face, face. <laughs> so, I don't think Damian Priest is a heel and Killian Dane's a heel. So, it only makes sense if a face wins and he goes on to beat Adam Cole. So, I'm going to go with Pete Dunn this one. Next one, Finn Balor versus Matt Riddle. I mean, it's good to see Finn Balor return back to the NXT brand. And obviously, this is his uh, comeback match against Matt Riddle. 
should be really interesting to see what goes down. I know he's meant to probably face Gargano, but I think Gargano was injured. So him against Riddle should still turn the house down. Personally for me, Finn Balor's got to win this one. You can't have him lose this one. If he loses this one, it makes no sense whatsoever to even have him back. He needs to be strong. He needs to be dominant. So I'm going to go with Finn Balor to win this one. War Games. Rhea Ripley's team versus Shayna Baszler's team. So on Rhea Ripley's team, we have Tegan Knox, Mia Yim, and Candice LeRae. And Shayna Baszler's team, we've got Ayu Shirai, Bianca Belair, and Kaylee Lee Ray. Kaylee Ray. Kaylee Ray, yeah. She's the NXT UK champions, by the way, in case people didn't know. Um, who do I think is going to win this one? I'm thinking of outside interferences. I'm thinking of what could go on. Do you know what? I think Rhea Rhea's team is going to win. I'm going to go with Rhea Ripley's team winning the War Games. The first ever females War Games. Congratulations to all the women involved in that. That should be a real terror down and well done to them all for, I guess, that. Hopefully they're put on a show and there'll be a second, you know, women's war games match next year. So we move on to the main event, which is war games for the men. Adam Cole, basically the undisputed era versus Tommaso Ciampa, Keith Lee. Dominic Dijakovic and Unknown. To be honest, sir, we don't know who the fourth member is going to be. We're going to find out at War Games. I thought we were going to find out on NXT, but we haven't found out. This should be interesting. I mean, I personally don't know who it's going to be. I think it could be another shock on the cards in terms of maybe someone they've just signed I'm trying to put my ideas together and think maybe I, I, I don't know you know I if I had to take a wild swing and a guess of who it could be I think it could be someone who's dropped down from Raw Smackdown like an Apollo Crews or someone Something's telling me it could be someone who's dropped down, you know. Um, at first, when Tommaso Ciampa had that weird exchange with Seth Rollins, part of me thought it could have been Seth, but then they started fighting, so then it kind of diminished any idea that Seth was going to be the partner at War Games. But um, yeah, I think it's going to be someone who drops down for Raw SmackDown. I don't know who. But I'm going to guess it's going to be one of them. Who do I think is going to win the match? I mean, the Undisputed Era have been in two war games before. So, you know, in general terms, they know what it's like. They've been there before. I think the experience, though, has got to go with them. So if I had to say who's going to win this match, I think they're going to lose. 
something's telling me they're going to lose. So I'm going to go with Tomasa's team. I think the person who they get could be the big who-all and be-all. I still think it could be someone who's dropped down from Raw Smackdown. I, I have no idea. And this is what could be potentially exciting. Having no idea who this person is. It could be a person that, uh, you know, that's just temporary there from Raw Smackdown just to take part because obviously they've got Survivor Series coming up. So, but yeah, I think Tommaso's Champa team's going to prevail on this one. So I'm going to go with them. Yeah, and that was obviously it for War Games. We're going to move straight on to talk Survivor Series. So we're going to go straight into that one which is obviously the NXT Championship match. Adam Cole is obviously going to face the winner of the, the NXT War Games triple threat match between Pete Dunne, Damian Priest, and Killian Dane. I said it's going to be Pete Dunne who wins. I think Adam Cole is going to retain. So we're going to move on to the next match. AJ Styles versus Shinsuke Nakamura versus Roderick Strong. I'm going to go with... To be honest, I'm looking at it, who's going to gain the most from this. And I think Roderick is. By the way, have you seen that new, beautiful Intercontinental Championship? Oh my word, that tower looks gorgeous. Why isn't the Universal Championship looking like that? I'm sorry, but they got it completely wrong. The Universal Championship should look the way the Intercontinental Championship looks. That tower was beautiful. When I saw the championship, I was like, wow. They created a title that looked absolutely stunning, but it should have been for the Universal Championship. I'm just pointing it out there. Then I would have liked the Universal Championship a lot more. Do you know what I mean? I wouldn't have cared about the name of it. I would have said the title was sick, roll with it. You know what I mean? But they didn't. So yeah. Who do I think is going to win this one? Do you know what? I'm going to go with Roderick Strong. I know he's going to be banged up after the whole War Games thing, but. I just have a funny feeling he's going to win it. I have a funny feeling he is, so I'm going to go with him. The women's five on five on five elimination match, which is Team Raw, Charlotte, Asuka, Kyrie, Natalia, and Sarah Logan versus Team SmackDown, Sasha, Carmella, Dana Brooke, Lacey Evans, Nikki Cross versus Team NXT, which we don't know who's going to be a part of that match. It could be the War Games girls, you know. Uh, which obviously I think is, I think definitely Rhea Ripley is going to be a part of it. She was known as, named as the captain. So I think surprisingly who is going to be in that team is potentially going to be the women that were featured in the War Games match. But then I saw Tony Storm come out. I saw a few other people that maybe haven't had an opportunity. You know, you could see new faces in this one. It could be really interesting. As I said, who's got to gain from this the most NXT? Who has the stronger team for me? Raw. You know, I'm sorry, but I can't look at SmackDown's team and think having someone like Dana Brooke in your team and Lacey Evans is going to be anything that's going to get you off the line. Um, I look at Raw's team and I think Raw's team's strong. But it all depends on who NXT puts out. But 
I just have a feeling Raw's going to win this one. So I'm going to go with Team Raw on this one. We're going to go with the next one, which is the men's 5-5-5 elimination match. Just Seth Rollins' team, Team Raw. Drew McIntyre, Randy Orton, Ricochet, Kevin Owens versus Team SmackDown. Roman Reigns, King Corbin, Braun Strowman, Mustafa Ali, Shoei G versus Team NXT, which is another one to be announced. Which, as I said, do you know what? I think NXT might win this one. I think the strongest team right now looks like Raw's team. No doubt about it. But again, I don't know who's going to be on NXT's team. And obviously, with some of the guys who obviously have competed in War Games, I think if you look at it, who could potentially be on there, Keith Lee, um, Dijakovic. Um, but yeah, I think TST is going to win this one. Uh, we're going to go to the next one, which is obviously the Viking Raiders versus New Day versus Undisputed Era. The winners of that one, I believe. Something's telling me New Day is going to win this one. I don't know why, but I just have a feeling they are. I'm going to go with New Day on this one. Next one, Becky, Bailey, Shayna. I'm going to go with Bailey on this one. I think Bailey's got the most to game for this one my G and she's turned heel I love Bailey now you know she's my G I want her to win this one and I hope she does and I'm going for Bailey to win Universal Championship match The Fiend Bray Wyatt versus Daniel Bryan The Fiend is going to beat Daniel Bryan we're going to the next one WWE Championship No Holds Barred Rey Mysterio Brock Lesnar as much as I'd like to say Rey Mysterio is going to win this one, he's going to get absolutely... But you look at it, it's a family thing. And with Rey being... It could be his last time. If they want to appease the fans, Rey's going to win this one. If they want to shit all over us, Brock's going to win this one. And I think they're going to shit all over us, so Brock's going to win. But Rey Mysterio is going to, going to use that pipe, he's going to beat Brock Lesnar down. But Brock's going to win the match. I'm going to go Brock Lesnar. But I hope there's a shock on the cards and Ray wins. <laughs> but yeah, Brock's going to win. So I'm going to go with that. And yeah, that's all for my predictions. And that's all for me. On this, well, yeah, just golf is going to touch on a few things. What's the word? What do you think of that? Put your cards below. Keep it to yourself. Sports, everything I talked about. My predictions. The weekend results. Mourinho, Pochettino, Enrique, you can put your comments below, or you can keep it to yourself. And the wrestling, Shield, seven years debut. All of that, who do you think's had the best impact? I mean, War Games, what are your predictions? Who do you think's going to win? Survivor Series, what are your predictions? Who do you think's going to win the matches? Put your comments below, or you can keep it to yourself. Well, that obviously we're coming to the end of the podcast and I thank you obviously for listening to this kind of extra long episode sorry it's been quite long I have to fit everything in my voice is gone as well and <laughs> it's not looking promising but yeah um, thank you all and obviously as I said the 12 days 
which is now going to be called the Claire 12 Days of Xmas podcast. What else we're just going to leave is that. It's obviously going to still keep in contact with the Claire Point, but it's just going to be a spin off. And as I said, it's going to be happening from the 12th of December to the 24th of December. Sprinkly on anchor.fm. Hopefully, I can try and put it on anywhere else, maybe YouTube. We'll see how it goes. It's just going to be voiceover, though. No no uh, video so just just hopefully you understand that and yeah just as i said follow all my friends socials below and everything and yeah if you have questions for me please let me know um if you want something for me to discuss or talk about again let me know so sponsors where are you as well but yeah thank you guys for listening appreciate you all for taking your time out of your schedules or whatever you were doing to listen to me have me in your air thank you again so peace love unity have fun and you're either all in or clear out